Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. So it's by being tolerant of the internal contradictions that's actually even more upstream of not doing all of your thinking through. In other words, it's like, okay, well, I think this, but I also think this. That's a contradiction. But hey, you know, whatever. There's lots of different points of view in here. I'll just start talking. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. One of the best tools for claiming self-authority is the Enneagram. It's a tool I use constantly, actually. When you learn to understand and use the Enneagram well, it's completely life-changing. Rarely do we understand how differently people think until we really dive into that work. And when you know yourself and how you communicate, how other people perceive you, incredible things can happen. This episode was originally recorded as part of the Claiming Self-Authority course. I also introduced the course that follows, Psycho-Spiritual Dimensions of the Enneagram with a brief conversation about that model. Both of these courses are now complete and available at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. Or if you're not enjoying the show, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Greetings, everybody, and welcome. We're almost done. It's session nine of Claiming Self-Authority. That's where you are. And a couple of announcements before we dive into today's session. One is that rank applications are now being accepted. So if you don't know anything about rank, what I mean, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to clearandopen.com slash rank. And if you do know what I'm talking about, Go to clearandopen.com slash rank and look at it again, because there's a lot there. Um, There's the brief overview. You can click on the different ranks and see just, I think, two or three sentences about each one. But the thing that's easy to miss that's more important is the 15 or so page document that goes into depth about what that's about. That's there to support you becoming who you want to become. And I know being judged and evaluated and all that kind of stuff brings up a lot, uh, but that's, that's kind of the point. One of the purposes of testing in martial arts is to sort of simulate a high-pressure situation, whether that's combat or anything else, as well. I love having Weil here, my fellow brother martial artist, as Weil well knows. That's, uh, you know, because it's easy to do the technique when no one's looking, and it's a whole different story when everyone in the room is looking. It brings energy up and you get to see how well you can do it then. So that's one of the beautiful things about 
competitiveness and performance. There's plenty of shadow sides to that stuff, of course, as well. But the friction between those two things is what helps us to sort out what the good parts are from the bad, the light from the shadow. And so I invite you to use rank for that purpose. I really think that for me, growing up as a competitive athlete as a kid was so, so important for my own appreciation of excellence. It was excellence in sports made more sense to me before it did in school, long before. And um, yeah, everybody comes in different sort of avenues. It's fine. But uh, I think having an objective kind of measure to put pitch yourself against and grades in school are really, you know, largely arbitrary. And, but no, I touched the wall before that guy did, you know, that's like, you can experience that. There's something very tangible about it. I think it's, it's nice to have that. So the, in that ranking system, which really took me about 10 years, I was thinking about it for a decade. Like how could you hierarchicalize the evolution of consciousness and actually define it? It took me a long time to make. And um, in one way, of course, it's impossible, but that was my best attempt. So uh, rank applications are due by the beginning of next session. And that's how we do it once a quarter. Other announcement is Enneagram course. I think it's called the Psycho-Spiritual Dimensions of the Enneagram. I think that's what I decided to call it. That was one of the possible names. Anyway, that's what it's about, the Psycho-Spiritual Dimensions of the Enneagram. I'll be sending out a blog about it sometime soon. I posted on Slack about it already. I don't normally promote my content, like get really excited about it, you know, in, in ways I am about the Enneagram, I guess, because the Enneagram is not mine, strictly speaking. Uh, I didn't invent it, surely. But this is a course you are not going to want to miss because the Enneagram is a tool I'm using all the time. And I only occasionally mention it. It's like the carpenter doesn't say, now I'm going to use my hammer every time they pick up a hammer. You know, they don't do, they just pick it up. And so um, one of my favorite things to do with you guys is to share the tools that I'm using with you so that, you know, the authority gradient or whatever, you know, I, I don't want you to stay my students forever. I want you to maybe go off and, you know, be a better teacher than I'll ever be one day, if that's interesting to you. So that that's, I'm wanting to share the tools that I use here. That's the point. And when you really learn the Enneagram well, and I'm going to try to do that, try, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I don't like to use the word try. I'm going to give you the opportunity to learn it really, really well. It will take work. But at the end of 11 weeks, if you really get the Enneagram, if you don't already, if you really, really get it, it will absolutely change your life forever. You cannot manage parent, mentor, or even relate with people very well at all if you don't know the Enneagram. You don't really realize that until you learn that. When I learned the Enneagram 18 years ago, I read my first book, it was like a veil had been lifted and I saw, wow, I've been thinking people think like me my entire life and they don't. Look, there's eight other types. It was a, it was, it burst a narcissistic bubble I was in. And you don't even realize how different other people are until you can use a tool like this to dive into that. Because another way of saying this is it takes away, it undermines the engine of your projections because we're all assuming other people are just like us unconsciously. 
unless you are really paying very, very close attention uh, and or have a model to understand how people think and make decisions. So that starts April 1 and uh, clearandopen.com slash Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And one of the reasons I'm bringing this up now a month in advance is because I would like it that everyone reads an Enneagram book before the course starts. We'll be able to go much deeper. Uh, I don't know about you, but as a student in school, I hated when the teacher taught stuff you could get out of a book. I think that's a total waste of time. So I won't do it because it just drags everything down. So read a book. I recommend the the name of the book on, on that site. Okay. Questions about any of that? Digestions, questions about the assignment. We're going to talk about the code today and any leftover stuff about virtues. What was the assignment like for you? Um, I had a question about communication uh-huh. and vulnerably say what you mean, mean what you say. I love that you're asking, that you in particular are asking that particular question. Yeah, I feel like I don't do that well. And I would like to. Look how clear that was. You just succeeded in the thing you're talking about wanting to succeed better at. I love when you're clear, Rebecca. It's so wonderful. Great. Yeah. That's, I'd say, probably the most important one on the list for you. And what, what, what are you doing inside yourself that caused you to be that clear just now? I wrote it down ahead of time. <laughs> okay. Well, but is- I, I wrote around it. I wrote all my thoughts out around it for the last couple of days. And then I just put it down on a... Yeah. Know, yeah. Sentence. Great. So here's a, here's a twofer. It's an Enneagram course uh, preview and a reflection for Rebecca. You may already know this, but it's useful for, uh, to repeat it. So Rebecca is a six, we think. And or, six, or six hmm? slash seven. Yeah, six with a seven wing, but that's less important for the purposes of this. Yeah, six with a seven wing, because then I have to explain what wings are, whatever. Rebecca is a six, and six's minds spin faster than any other type on the Enneagram. They're very quick, quickest minds on the, on the Enneagram, archetypally speaking. So the light side of that is they can pivot fast. They can uh, take in a lot of information. They can usually talk very quickly. Their minds work fast. But the shadow side of that is it can create confusion and lack of clarity. So what sixes will often do is think out loud which in some cases can be really useful and appropriate. Like if you're brainstorming or working through something, but in other cases, it can be really problematic. And so sixes tend to create confusion around them because they're unconsciously using other people as sort of process, external processing organs to sort out their own thoughts. And so that's why that, the answer you gave is so perfect. You, you wrote it down. And there was a lot of writing to do to distill it down. And then look what happened. Everybody felt it kind of rippled. It was like, boom. Yeah, that's clear. That's exactly what you need to be working on and want to be working on. And none of us knew how much processing time you went into doing that because you did it. If you hadn't done it, you might have talked for three minutes around and around and around and around it and created confusion. You see, that's the difference. So what sixes typically have to learn is when thinking out loud is a good idea and when it's not. 
and just stop using people as a uh, sort of outsourced engine to sort themselves out. So well done. That's the kind of insight you can get when you really know your Enneagram type. And, you know, the good news is you typically only have a handful, half a dozen, maybe at most things like that, that come with your type that bleed into every aspect of your life. Who knows? We may go back to the code in the Enneagram and go, oh, what, you know, what uh, Enneagram types have difficulty with what aspects of the code or what aspects of the virtues. That's the interesting thing to look at. So how do you? express yourself vulnerably in a way I, oh right there was a question there i was supposed to answer right <laughs> how do you expect go ahead ask the question well it is it a state of mind is it communication skills like having like sentence prompts to kind of have a soft upstart when i want to say something so that i'm not just blurting it out yeah, well, I, it's a, see, here's how I'd reframe the question related to what I just said. The question is not how do I do that with really all of the code. It's not how do you do it. It's what's in the way of you already doing it. Okay. How do you not do it? And for you, how you not do it is by not thinking about what you want to say before you say it. Or thinking too much and editing it. Before the other side of the coin, right? By having conflicting emotions of what I want to say. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and related to that, that's another Enneagram six thing is sixes tend to be too okay with their own internal contradictions. And this is true for most people. That's a critical thinking thing. Insert, uh, what was the name of that course? Clear thinking? Clear thinking was the name of the course. I talked about that in that course. Because critical thinking is so weak in our society, and even worse, people don't get that it's weak, people tend to operate in contradiction and not know it. And sixes do that the most. And so because contextually we're not taught critical thinking well, and then it's sort of uh, enabled on a societal level, we operate with different opposing forces and then wonder why we create such incoherence and confusion around us. So it's by being tolerant of the internal contradictions, that's actually even more upstream of not doing all of your thinking through. In other words, it's like, okay, well, I think this, but I also think this, that's a contradiction. But hey, you know, whatever, there's lots of different points of view in here. I'll just start talking and then people start getting confused, you see, as opposed to, okay, I think this and I think this. Well, those don't go together. Which one is my truth? I can't talk about this. Until I know, or I'll talk about it and say, there's A and there's not A, and I'm not sure which it is. I'd like to talk about it, which would be meta to the internal contradiction, you see. But the fundamental thing is a desire and a willingness for coherence, which you cannot get without the willingness to look at the incoherence. And Rebecca knows how long it took for her to finally surrender to looking in the mirror and seeing just how confused she was being. And that was not an easy path right no and i'm still i still feel like i'm doing it still looking more yeah but but you've owned it and look look at what you did on on the list of the code thing you nailed the one most central thing for for your challenges which is proof that you're owning the confusion and and working with it you wrestled with me quite a bit about whether you were actually confused or not (laughs) which was quite confusing for all of us (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha
By design, you see.、Uh, By design. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you, because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com/review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.